What is going on, everybody? This is Gino Spirito back with episode 42 of the Gino Spirito podcast. I hope you all are having a great Monday, June 28th. It's currently 1 p.m. here in sunny Southern California. Beautiful day out. Um, and just a, a nice uh, start to the week. I hope everybody else is having a great Monday out there. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I really don't have much uh, else to say other than I'm 21. Um, I've had a lot of uh, great memories that have been made in the past 12 days or 11 days now. Um, I've had a great week and a half or so with family and friends. Uh, so many surprises, so many um, you know, great times that I didn't know that were coming, some that I did know were coming. And overall, I, I just I, I'm just on top of the world, really. I've I, I haven't, um, you know, really got gotten to feel, um, you know, that normal life um, in quite some time the way I have um, in the past week and a half. And it, it's all credit to my friends and family. I, I can't thank them enough for um, everything that they've done, not only in the past week, uh, you know, helping me celebrate my 21st, but also just in general, you know, um, throughout my entire life, I've, I've had a very, very good support system, very solid, always there for me when I need it in a heartbeat, really. And, um, you know, never really had much to complain about, uh, growing up because of it. And for that, I'll always be very, very thankful um, you know, I, I just cannot emphasize enough how much, you know, they all, everybody in my family and all my friends mean to me. Um, you know, I, I've had a rough couple of years. I really have um, a lot of, uh, you know, obstacles that uh, came my way. Um, a lot of people I lost um, because of, you know, pre-deceived notions that simply were not true. Um and me not being able to really explain my side uh, to a lot of people um, towards the beginning of everything. But I, I think, um, you know, in, in the past six months or so, I, I've really been able to gain a lot of clarity um, with a lot of situations in my life. And I've kind of finally been able to continue rounding into form of um, the man and the person that I, I truly want to be regardless of um, you know, who or her what is, is in the way or, um, you know, maybe judging because at, at the end of the day, I, I, I just really don't give a fuck. You know, I, I really don't. And I think that's the biggest uh, key to a lot of my uh, stress-free living um, and just happiness in general. Um, but yeah, I, I cannot, cannot thank my family and friends enough. It's, it's been a week and a half full of uh, surprises, like I said, it, it started on uh, the seventeenth when my girlfriend uh, just said she wanted to take me out to an early birthday um, lunch. Um, you know, we we knew uh, going into the week that I'd be going to Vegas with her and um, my my parents, my sister, my grandparents, um, and uh, you know, going on a little family vacation, and we haven't done that since COVID happened. And we used to, you know, go. We used to, you know, at least take one a one trip one trip a year, um, you know, wherever it may be, um, just as a family. And we haven't done that uh, in quite some time. And of course, you know, me turning twenty one and 
Um, the history, I mean, I was born in Vegas. I don't know if I've ever mentioned that on this podcast. And my, both my parents graduated from UNLV. Um, so definitely a lot of, uh, I know Las Vegas, of course, is the place where everybody goes for their 21st, but it definitely has a bigger significant meaning to me and my family. I mean, we used to take trips to Vegas, you know, sometimes two, three times a year. I, I, my, my dad, my grandpa, my uncle and me used to go on like these little boys trips when I was growing up. I know I wasn't, you know, 21, obviously, but, uh, still was along for the ride and, um, you know, always, uh, you know, going to see the shows, going to have a have a pool day at, at whatever hotel it would be. It, it, it would have been, um, you know, it's Vegas has always, um, you know, been um, a spot and a place that me and my family, you know, have held close to our hearts, um, especially my parents. I mean, there's a lot of I mean, that's that's where they started, uh, started their own family. You know, they they. They had me there. I know we quickly moved to California after, but um, I know that that place means a lot to them as well. So um, going into the week, we are, I mean, me and my girlfriend, Alana, already knew um, that's what the plan was. And she simply said she wanted to take me out before, you know, just the craziness happened. Uh, the following, um, you know, that, that weekend, because obviously that, that's the 17th was that Thursday and then Saturday would be my birthday, Sunday would be Father's Day, and then Monday we were leaving for Vegas. So um, it was definitely going to be jam-packed full of things. Um, and on the 17th, uh, we went to lunch. Um, it was this uh, New Zealand food. Yeah, New Zealand Mediterranean uh, food, I believe. I can't remember um, if I got the just the type of food right. Uh, but it was definitely on... Uh, some Hawaiian tropic vibes. Uh, I think that's probably the easiest way to kind of um, describe it. So a lot of people kind of get an understanding of, I guess, how the restaurant was set up and, and kind of the vibe that I got uh, when I first got there. Um, but I was told it was just me and her going to lunch. Um, and then all of a sudden, my uh, two close friends, um, Dallas and Eli, both show up and uh, they crashed the party. Um, and we end up having lunch there, like I said, and, and then after lunch, they, they all, uh, asked if I wanted to go to the Padres game, uh, for opening, for San Diego's opening day. Um, so that was a great, I mean, I couldn't have asked for a better way to kick off my, my birthday, um, my 21st especially. So, um, you know, got to go to the Padres game, got to see the epic, um, comeback on, San Diego's opening day, which I'll get into in a little bit. Um, and then, I mean, like I said, I, I had my birthday party um, with the rest of, uh, you know, my family um, and, you know, a lot of people that I haven't seen since COVID, since quarantine. This was this was basically the first thing that my parents have really done um, at the house in a, in a while. And, and I was I was really happy to uh, to be able to um, you know, to do it. I, uh, I, I know that, um, you know, that's still very, a very real thing. And, um, you know, you want to be as cautious as possible, but, um, I, I think it was, it was really good that we, we really broke that down and we, we just decided to do it. I think it was, um, you know, really just good for everybody involved. Obviously my family, uh, like I said, hasn't really seen some of these people in a while. And, 
Um, I think just being in that social environment with, you know, all your family, it, it just brings out a, a level of joy. I mean, you know, sometimes it can bring out some anger, obviously, um, or whatever, whatever it may be. Um, but uh, definitely, um, definitely brought out a lot of joy, I'd say, on a Saturday for my birthday. Um, and, and just so much, so much fun uh, getting to see everybody and getting to really uh, talk about just anything, you know, that's happened in the past year, year and a half um, in person finally. You know, you can talk so much over text or over the phone, but it just doesn't hit the same when you're just sitting next to some of these people um, and, you know, some of these people that you, you consider so close to you and, um, you know, being able to interact with them. It was just so much fun at my party and having some of my friends there as well. Um, and then being able to go out that night, of course, for my 21st, um, you know, that was that was so much fun, especially, um, you know, San Diego being one of the be biggest and best cities in the United States, in my opinion. And I hope for anybody else's opinion, I, I just felt like it was uh, the perfect the perfect call. Um, you know, we got the family time, we got the party done, and then boom, we went out, had a great time with the friends, had a great time with the girlfriends, um, and then boom, turn around, and it's Father's Day. Um, I had an, you know, an amazing time with my daughter, with my own father, with my grandfather. Um, you know, it was it was very very nice having everybody um, at my grandparents' house, having everybody. Uh, you know, just there for lunch um, and and really getting to, uh, you know, just celebrate the day, celebrate everybody and celebrate our family and how much how much we've been through, how far we've come um, and, and how we're really only getting started still and how a bunch of us. I know my, um, you know, my grandparents really paved the way in terms of um, the success and uh, the level of, um, you know, just. The level that you need to hold yourself to um, as a spirito, as, um, you know, a, a good man, a great man. I, I feel like, uh, you know, I've learned a lot from from those from those guys. You know, I've learned a lot from my dad. I've learned a lot from my grandfather um, and all the uncles and, um, you know, every other father figure that, that I've had in my life. Um, but especially those two, my, my papa and my, my papa Gino, I mean... Uh, some of the hardest working people you'll ever meet, some of the, um, you know, some of the never quit, uh, menta some, you know, I just, I've never seen some of, uh, you know, the mentalities that I've been able to take from these two people um, and others, you know, I, I feel like uh, they make up for how a lot of other people don't do the same shit and don't work to the same level that they do. Um, you know, I don't know what, what it is, if, if they just got, um, you know, a lot of other people's work ethic or what, but man, oh man, they, they continue to impress me each day and uh, truly, truly show what it's like when you, when you work hard, when you work your ass off, when you do the right thing, um, you know, what can happen, what, what, it, what uh, you know, success truly is and, um, you know, what it's defined by. And, and I, I promise you that, you know, the money is great and all of the, the jewelry and all that shit is great. But I think, um, you know, being able to see um, what my family has created um, in terms of, you know, the love, in terms of the bonds, in terms of, 
simply all the all the talks and all of the um, you know I don't I don't I don't try to say I guess not motivational but more so just the lessons that they've been able to instill not because they sat us down and and really you know just made sure we understood it but but more so uh, through their actions and I think that's the um, you know the best way to to show somebody at a young age very fast what uh, the right thing to do is and and how to you know portray yourself and I think that you know those two people my dad and my father you know I could not thank them enough for for doing that and uh, it was a great day celebrating Father's Day um, but I was very tired and I knew that I had the Vegas trip coming up so Definitely got some sleep. Uh, after that, I, I slept very good. Um, it was it was a long night on Saturday, and then Father's Day was that quick turnaround, and then boom, Vegas was another quick turnaround. Waking up early Monday morning to drive, but I've never done the drive to Vegas by myself. It was me and my girlfriend in the car, and it was honestly a lot of fun. We stopped at Eddie's World, um, which is supposedly the largest gas station in California. Don't quote me on that. It, it, I mean, if you looked it up on Google, that's what it says. Um, so we stopped there. It was honestly pretty cool. There was a whole Lakers mural, uh, and I, I took a picture in front of that. That was that was awesome. I got to see, um, you know, some crazy jersey sign. I got as there's a Magic Johnson jersey sign. Of course, of course, Kobe. A bunch of you know just old pictures uh, with with uh, descriptions and you know the games that they were. Um, but honestly, a really cool mural in there. But a bunch of shit in there. There was like three like different restaurants that you could choose from but only the pizza one was open and we weren't really trying to stay long so we, we just got a quit pizza which was honestly pretty good for you know being gas station pizza uh, I mean it was it was like a real restaurant like I said not like obviously you know sit down and everything but there were still um, multiple places you could choose from and it was it was cool you know like it was just perfect we had to stop and um, you know, we wanted something quick and we, we just thought might as well stop there. And it was, it was a cool experience, not nothing crazy, you know, it's just a gas station at the end of the day, but we got to Vegas. Vegas was such a fun time. So many things, you know, first night we did top golf. Second night we, uh, had a family dinner at the st night, very nice steakhouse in the, we stayed at the Palazzo. So, um, in the, uh, shops, um, the Venetian shops and the Palazzo shops, and obviously, um, if you've never been there, there's basically a huge indoor mall that's within these two hotels, because the Venetian and the Palazzo are connected to each other. Um, and it's like this huge indoor mall and it honestly, uh, makes you feel like you're in Italy, uh, because the, um, the roof, uh, you know, it's, it's the color coding, uh, definitely makes you feel like you're you're in Italy. Um, all the buildings have that architecture. There's a gondola uh, in the middle of um, of the indoor mall, and you, if you you know what I mean, if you want to, you could ride these um, and like pretend like you're in Florence and uh, just pretend like you're you know traveling on the lake and going through, looking at uh, you know all the shops around. So it's it's definitely that that vibe. Um, and, uh, so yeah, we were able to go to a steakhouse in there, um, on Tuesday night. And then we went to the Italian restaurant in there on Wednesday night. Uh, so yeah, a bunch of family dinners, uh, Tuesday night was all Tuesday was also a cabana day. So we got the, we got a cabana at the pool that day and it was a ton of fun. I got sunburn of course, but 
still definitely worth it. Um, of course, we, um, you know, like I said, just got to spend a lot of family time together. Wednesday, we got a tour of Allegiant Stadium because of my cousin. Um, shout out to Rob. Uh, so that was a ton of fun. Get to see where the the Raiders are playing. Um, you know, this. Uh, I mean, it'll be their second season in the stadium, but the first with fans. Uh, got to get a huge tour of the stadium. I got to get on the field. It was it was a lot of fun. Um, you know, just beautiful stadium. Uh, I mean, the the overlook of the strip is is just amazing, and um, I really think that it's going to be successful and. I think that, uh, you know, with some time, we'll, we'll definitely be able to see um, more sport. I mean, uh, Vegas now has a hockey and a football team. Um, and, I, and I, you know, if there's any expansion, I think there's supposed to be an expansion baseball team coming soon um, or basketball. I can't remember. Uh, but I, I really think that Vegas is going to be that place where uh, we see some more um, if it's if it's because of a move like the Raiders moving to Las Vegas, or if it's because of an expansion team, um, and it's just a brand new franchise, I really think Vegas is that that destination that um, you know a lot of people might gravitate towards uh, because of the success of the hockey team. First and foremost, I know that they I'm pretty sure they lost um, you know in the 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 round before the Stanley Cup Finals, but. I know that they've been pretty, pretty good since they've come around. And, of course, the Raiders, um, you know, they, they're they still – this is the first season that they'll have with fans. And, um, I mean, that, that stadium, regardless, though, is just so beautiful. And, um, you know, as much as I hate to say it, it's, it's definitely, you know, just perfect. It really is. There was no complaints on this end of the tour. And I really think that – uh, you know, if you're a Raider fan, you're going to appreciate it. Um, so yeah, that's all I really have to say about that. Um, and then, uh, yeah, we, we just got to hang out. We came back. Um, and then on Friday night, yeah, we came back Thursday and then on Friday night, uh, was kind of like the last day I got to celebrate my birthday. Um, with some of the stuff that I got as I, I got more Padres tickets from my girlfriend's parents, um, as a birthday gift and that was also a very very good game i mean tatis three home run night um you know the the seats were just literally right next to the dugout um i'm pretty sure we were on camera multiple times but i still haven't replayed the live footage i was watching the game yesterday and i was like this angle that's definitely where we were sitting so i'll have to look at it but super close to the action Got to see, I mean, like I said, Tatis's first three home run game. Uh, the team was just playing really good. Um, and, yeah, another fun Petco night, uh, as it always is. But that's been my life in the past week and a half. Like I said, I, I cannot thank my family and friends any more than I already have. Uh, but I'm going to continue to do so because it has been such a fun, fun time. Um, I mean... I just have no complaints, really. I, I just feel like, um, you know, I really got to uh, just have a fun getaway for the first time in a little while. Um, you know, the first time out of California in a little while. And I, I was just happy to be surrounded by my family uh, and my girlfriends um, and just the people I love most and just having a good time, you know, just, just being able to enjoy each other and the company. Um, but, yeah. I mean, that's that's basically what I've been up to. Um, but of course, 
I mean, this is, this wouldn't be the Gino Spirito podcast if we did not get into some sports. Um, I think today we're going to start with some Padres baseball. Uh, of course, like I mentioned, uh, the homestand that started on June 17th uh, would be the first time Petco had seen full capacity in about a year and a half. And it saw the Padres uh, start a four-game series against the Reds. Uh, like I said, this was a game that I was surprised with tickets to go to. Um, I was very excited going into it. Um, I mean, I had both pitchers on the mound on my fantasy. I had Wayne Miley. I had Joe Musgrove. And, um, I mean, we showed up at the top of the fourth, and there was not – uh, I feel like we, we showed up at the perfect time. I mean, there was no action through five. Um, I mean, Wade Miley even had a no-hitter going into the bottom of the sixth inning. Um, and that was instantly broke by uh, Fernando Tatis' homer in the bottom of the sixth. Uh, I mean, it erupted Petco. Like, everybody was on their feet. Everybody was screaming and yelling. It was so loud. The energy just instantly got there. Like, that's all it took. It, it, we just needed a hit. I mean, there was... It was the first day with full capacity, and there was not a hit until the bottom of the sits, but it broke the 0-0 tie. It was the first hit, um, and of course, it was Fernando Tatis hitting a bomb, so that just you know electrified Petco to another level, um, able to get another run in the bottom of the seventh, and then uh, you know Mark the Shark came in, you know, going to do his thing, of course leading the lead in saves at the moment. And, uh, I mean, like I said, it was definitely full of a lot of drama as well. As I got to witness uh, Mark, um, his his worst outing as a Padre. Uh, I mean, he gave up four, four hits, four runs, four earned as well. Only one strikeout. Uh, it was definitely tough to watch. Uh, there was runners on... First and seconds with zero outs. Uh, it was a double play by Fernando. Left a guy on third. Um, and then uh, at this point, it was two to one. Um, it got to a three-two count, two outs, and there was a single right up the middle. Tied the game at two. Um, and then the Nets batter first first pitch uh, to, um, I think it was India, yeah. Um, he uh, bombed it. So it was four to two. Um, and then in the uh, bottom half of the ninth, uh, Manny Machado able to get on able to get on base, drew a walk in the ninth. Um, Eric Hosmer um, following Will Myers' uh, strikeout, um, he was able to hit a bomb, able to finally break his streak of like twenty five straight batting appearances, hitting the second base, uh, grounding out to second base. I mean, um, and he was able to tie the game at four. And then, um, you know, Jake Cronenworth able to get on base. Uh, there was a pitching change. And then Victor Caratini with a two-run bomb, walk off. Petro was electric. Um, what a great way to start off the homestand. I, am, I mean, there's no other way you'd want to start off the homestand. And really, you know, for the most part, a team that was struggling heading into this homestand. Uh, you know, just getting swept by the Rockies. Uh, you know, losing the series to the Mets, uh, definitely needed something like this to happen in in perfect fashion. Uh, you know, Victor Caratini definitely delivered in this one, um, and the Padres were able to get a six four win uh, over the Reds. Start off the home stand on a positive note, and then led into Game Two. 
able to end eight two victories uh, over the Reds in game two. Will Myers in this one was able to homer two times. Um, Chris Paddock with a uh, season high eleven strikeouts. Uh, only pitched five innings as well. Uh, gave up six hits, um, two runs, but still eleven strikeouts in this one. Um, and uh, the bats, the bats were pretty hot. I mean, uh, Tommy Pham able to you know get in two runs. Fernando able to get in two runs. Which both both these guys had two hits as well. Um, Trent Grisham with a hit. Manny Machado with two hits. Will Myers with three hits. Jake Cronenworth with two hits. I mean. The hits were, were definitely coming in in bunches in this one, and it was it was good to see. Like I said, after this after this long road trip of bullshit, so um, Padres able to take game two over the Reds, um, eight to two. Like I said, Will Myers homered twice in this one, and this uh, put him uh, in the record books as he had the most home runs now as a Padre in Petco Park. I'm sure that eventually we'll see somebody break that, uh, aka Fernando Tatis. A.K.A. Manny Machado, um, but um, did to see Will get the praise. I mean, he's been the longest tenured Padre now. Uh, it's pretty crazy to say that, um, but he is, and it was it was good to see him get that recognition and uh, you know definitely get uh, you know just just a good game under his belt. I know it's it's been tough since the COVID, uh, you know, trying to get his bat hot again and. And really try to you know pick everything up where where he left off. I mean he he definitely started the season off hot. So um, I know it's been a battle for him, but it was good to see this game. Good to see him get two homers. Uh, and then in game three, uh, you know Fernando went down uh, for precautionary reasons, um, and uh, Hassan Kim came in, uh, took over at shortstop, and he ended up being the hero in this one. Tied five five. In the bottom of the eighth inning, Hassan Kim comes up to bat. He's a two-run homer in the eighth, able to win 7-5, go on a three-game winning streak, um, able to win this series, uh, win this four-game series. Uh, and like I said, another dramatic fashion, Hassan Kim able to, I mean, it wasn't a walk-off, but it definitely, you know, of course, was the um, was the pitch, uh, I mean, was the, was the, uh, at bat that changed everything, you know, the Padres able to take the lead seven to five and the Reds not able to score in the top of the ninth. So able to get a win off that Tommy Pham three hits in this one, Will Myers, another two hit game. Um, and everybody else, uh, from two, from, from the number two position to the number six position, each had one hit. So hits coming in bunches. It felt like in this red series, um, definitely a bullpen day as well as sits, sits guys were on the mound, but, uh, you know, it kind of happens, uh, especially when we were trying to stagger our starters, uh, for the Dodger series that came up next. So able to take game three, seven to five, and then able to sweep the reds, um, on that on, on last Sunday, uh, and, and win the game three to two. Um, able to get the win for Denelson Lamets, uh, saved by Mark Melanson, number 21 on the year for the, for in this game. Uh, but yeah, able to go into the Dodger series uh, pretty high, honestly. I mean, like I said, a team that was struggling to hit the ball, a team that could not put anything together with runners in scoring position, all of a sudden uh, was instantly sparked in this red series and that definitely carried over the Dodgers series as game one. I mean, you Darvish, Tate, 
Strikeout machine. I mean, pitched six innings, only gave up two hits, one run, one earns. It was a uh, home run to Mookie Betts. Uh, and then striked out 11 in this one. Um, and with that, he actually uh, was the fastest to 1,500 strikeouts in MLB history. Uh, and he did it in fewer games than any other pitcher in MLB history. Uh, as Randy Johnson did it in 206 games. Garrett Cole did it in 212 uh, but you, Darvish, able to do it in 197 games. Um, and like I said, the fastest to ever do this in MLB history. Um, the Padres were able to take game one, six to two. Uh, you know, home runs. Um, home runs in this one by Manny Machado in the first. A three-run bomb to put uh, put the Padres up for nothing. Um, and it was just uh, true sailing after that for sure. Um, as, you know, the offense uh, delivered. Gave, uh, you know, you Darvish and the rest of the pitching staff uh, plenty to work with um, and definitely just had the Dodgers on their heels, you know, working from behind the entire game. So uh, definitely a good win in game one. And then in game two, uh, Blake Snell able to deliver five scoreless innings and the Padres were able to jump out again to a two nothing lead in the first and able to just maintain that over the course of the game. Uh, the Dodgers didn't score a run until the eighth to make it 3-1, to one, and then they scored another run in the ninth, but Mark Melanson able to save it out, able to win 3-2 to two in this one, um, able to get the series win, and also, um, you know, move on into Wednesday and try to get the first sweep that uh, of the Dodgers since 2013, and that's exactly what happened as they were able to beat the Dodgers on Wednesday 5-3. to three. Uh, Like I said, the first sweep in eight seasons, Another uh, two nothing uh, lead after the first. Dodgers able to tie it up in the fourth, um, and then uh, the Padres scored in the bottom of the seventh for the Dodgers only to tie it up in the top of the eighth. But then the bottom of the eighth uh, saw the Padres score two runs, take the five three lead, and then Mark Melanson does what he does best and gets another save in this one as the Padres are able to, like I said, sweep the Dodgers, uh, move on. Um, get uh, move on into their off day um, on a seven-game winning streak. Extremely hot compared to when they came in. Um, able to hit three home runs off Trevor Bauer um, and hand him the L on the day. Uh, and, I mean, Jake Cronenworth, three homers in this Dodger series, uh, homering in every single game. Uh, extremely hot in this homestand. Manny Machado with two hits in this one. Joe Musgrove, six innings, two hits, two runs. Um, you know, five strikeouts, uh, like I said, Mark Melanson with the save. Um, and I mean, Manny Machado was all over the field defensively as well, making, you know, play after play on that third base side. And of course the double play to seal it, uh, Albert Pujols hit a line drive at him, caught it, threw it right to second. Jake with the easy, um, with the easy four, three, I think four, yeah, four, three put out, uh, to, um, to get the dub and to – or, no, I think it's a 5-3 put out because Manny's a 5 um, to get a double play um, and get the dub uh, over the Dodgers. But moving into uh, the Arizona Diamondback series that started on Friday and ended yesterday, um, the Padres, like I said, I went to this game on Friday, and man, oh, man, what a show they put on. I mean, Tommy Pham, leadoff home run, Tatis – lead off I mean right after home run so the first three pitches um in the game were were uh home two of them were home runs um and then 
Uh, I mean, the the runs just kept piling on. Even for the Diamondbacks, there, like like I said, Padres able to have four in the first, and then the Diamondbacks had three. Padres responded with two. The Diamondbacks responded with two. It was definitely back and forth in those first like four innings, but it died down. The Padres able to score two runs in both the seventh and the eighth inning, uh, and win this one eleven to five. Uh, it was the first game Tatis had three home runs, like I mentioned earlier. Uh, five home runs total for uh, the Padres on the day. I mean, the hits were just coming in. Tommy Fan with two, Tatis with four, Jay Cronenworth with two, Manny Machado with two, um, and then Hosmer, Meyer, uh, Will Myers, and Trent Richard all had one. I mean, not really much more you could ask for. Um, other than the pitching, I mean, Chris Paddock only went two and a third, uh, gave up eight hits, five earned. Only struck out two, especially following his 11 strikeout performance. It wasn't the best for him, uh, so the bullpen had to be unloaded. But 11 to five victory. Uh, like I said, Tatis four for five, three home runs, four RBIs. Uh, it was his first career three home run game, and he's the first player to have three home runs in the first four innings uh, in Padres history. Um, so definitely. A lot of positives to take from this one. Eight-game winning streak now. 17-game home winning streak. Uh, but unfortunately, that was snapped. Um, multiple streaks were snapped. Uh, the Padres' 17-game home winning streak. The Diamondbacks' 24-game road losing streak. Uh, that all came to an end on Saturday as the Diamondbacks were able to just completely destroy the Padres. 10-1. Uh, 16 hits by the Diamondbacks. 9 hits by the Padres. And only one run to show for it. Uh, definitely a lot of a lot of missed opportunities in this one. Um, it could have been very similar to Friday's game where it was back and forth, but it seemed like the Diamondbacks were the only team taking advantage of their runners on base, um, as the Padres would just strand one to two runners per inning, and it was just like I said, nine hits and only one run to make up for it. Wasn't the best. Uh, Denelson Lamette. Uh, only went two and a third, just like Chris Paddock did, but unfortunately he was hurt, got placed on the 10-day IL after this with uh, right forearm tightness um, and inflammation, so that sucked, but uh, definitely, you know, all good things have to come to an end, and a new streak was started yesterday as the Padres were able to take a 5-4 win on Sunday, able to win the series against the Diamondbacks, able to finish the homestand 9-1, uh, and one. Um, you know, able to jump out again to a 2-0 early first inning lead. Um, and, you know, the game was just able to play out that much better after it. But, you know, uh, the Padres, 9-1 homestands, uh, going into an off day today um, and then going to play that red team that, uh, you know, just swept four games Definitely a team that is looking for revenge against us, uh, no doubt, um, but could easily um, work our, in our favor if we just stick to what we do best. Uh, just, you know, hit the pitches that hit, you know, wait for our pitches, uh, take advantage of those pitches, and, you know, rely on our, uh, you know, on our starters to do the, the, what they do best. And that's, that's strike out some fools. Um, but Blake Snell on the mound tomorrow. Uh, Cincinnati Reds in Cincinnati um, should be a good one. Uh, but Fernando Tatis, man, 64 home runs in his first 202 career games now. That's the most in MLB history, uh, surpassing Aaron Judge and Pete Alonso. It's crazy because both of them were 24, 
to 26 years old when they went on their, you know, career opening, you know, just craziness when it came to home runs. Uh, and in comparison to Tatis, who just broke their records in his first 202 career games, uh, this has come when he has been 20 to 22 years old. So, I mean, this man tearing up the lead, not even in his prime yet, it's going to be really fun to watch. I mean, for through his first 200 games, his Padre ranks all first in home runs at 61 and RBIs at 148, runs at 164, slugging at .605, I mean, OPS at 977. Uh, this man is an animal. This man is a literal beast. And I promise you, if you are not on the train, you will be eventually because he continues to prove everybody wrong. And like I said, this man is only 22 years old. Lead? No, he's behind. Vladimir, of course. Uh, I mean, uh, Vladdy's just, I mean, every time Fernando ties him, it, this man just hits another home run in, to take the lead again. So in second right now for total home runs with 25 in the year. Um, but Padre is able to hit 32 home runs in their last 16 games. Uh, and to put that into perspective, perspective, they only had 31 um, in their 31 games prior. So only averaging like one a game uh, in those 31 games prior with only 31 home runs total. But in the last 16, able to pick that up to 32, um, able to, you know, average two home runs a game, get the ball out of the park, get some of those extra base hits, uh, really get those runners in, man. That's been the huge issue. It, it has not been, uh, you know, some games, you know, you're, you're not able to get anybody on base and it's just, you know, one of those games. But uh, the Padres' biggest issue, in my opinion, is getting those people on base and just not, not um, taking advantage of it. You know, the most... Uh, double plays in the lead, uh, ground, grounded out to double plays in the lead. Uh, definitely not the best statistic to have for your team. Um, and, and just not taking advantage of runners on first and second, striking out um, with zero outs. Um, and then the Nets batter uh, lining into a fucking double, I mean, grounding out into a double play or striking out. And then it's like you're putting this other guy um, in a shitty situation now because you guys weren't able to take advantage of zero outs with runners on first and second or runners on first and third. So uh, a lot of a lot of good good and positives, but a lot of things that can still be uh, better, a lot of things that can still be worked on, of course. Um, but, uh, you know, that's just the beauty of baseball. There's still, uh, I believe the Padres have played 80 games now. So tomorrow's game will officially be the halfway point of the year which is pretty crazy to think about because i feel like there has just been so much baseball that has already been played um but yeah i mean like i said tomorrow uh you know officially that halfway standpoint uh, i believe the padres will play about 10 no they'll play until july 11th uh and then that'll be the all-star break so they they have about um you know somewhere between 13, 15 games before the All-Star break, I believe, if you include. The, yeah, so there's three games in June plus, yeah, so 14 games until the All-Star break. Um, and if, if we're able to finish off strong, I know the Dodgers and Giants play to, today and tomorrow, and then they'll also have two more series against each other. I can't re remember if there's, like, one before the All-Star break and then one after or both of them are before or after the All-Star break. 
but they're very soon. Um, so a lot of these standings can be definitely shifted with, uh, you know, the Dodgers and Giants playing each other like 10 times in the next three weeks. Uh, so as long as, like I said, we stick to what we know best, we stick to, you know, everything that uh, we have established ourselves as already, a team that does not chase, a team that, you know, is able to take advantage of those pitches when we see them and crush them, um, a team that, uh, you know, is able to rely on our, our starting pitchers because they're that fucking good, we will be straight. We will be fine. And like I said, you guys, if you are not on this train already, I really just highly suggest you do because it is only getting started. Um, but that's all I have for the first podcast. Back, I have plenty more content on the way. Uh, I'm so happy to be back. So happy um, I got to experience everything I did with my family this past week. But at the same time, I'm, I'm ready to be back on the grinds. Um, and I hope you all are, you know, feeling the same way uh, and excited to tune in for more. So that's all I got for today. I hope you all have, have a great Monday, great start to your week, and I will see you all very soon. Thank you so much.